On air at 99.7 FM and online at oldhamcommunityradio.com, this is Community Keyboards with Ian Wollstonehole. again and welcome to this edition of Community Keyboards on air and online with Ian Wollstonehome. As ever, over the next hour I'll have music from the King of Instruments in all its guises, with everything from classical and theatre organ pipes to digital electronic organs and keyboards and beyond. Now I've mentioned previously that from time to time we'll include a new arrangement of our signature tune and uh, there you heard one such special contribution from Declan Poole playing the superb Barnsley Astoria Centre Compton organ and you can hear it in its entirety at the end of the show. Well, continuing with our celebratory four decades on air, I'll be joined by guest Steve Lodell, and I'll turn the clock back to hear about a rather unusual organ installation in Chatterton, little realising that the owner and I would meet up many years later in entirely different circumstances. Well, let's start with a promise I made last month and a chance to hear much-missed organist and multi-instrumentalist Tony Back with this appropriate lively opener from the pen of Jean DePaul. This lovely day will enter into evening We'll say goodbye to all we ever had Alone, where we have walked together I'll remember April and be glad I'll be content You loved me once in April Your lips were warm And love and spring were new But I'm not afraid of autumn and of sorrow For I'll remember April and you The fire will dwindle into glow for flames and love live such a little while I won't forget, but I won't be lonely I'll remember April and I'll Together, I'll remember April 
me once in April Your lips were warm And love and spring were new But I'm not afraid of autumn and a sorrow For I remember April and you The fire will dwindle into glowing ashes For flames and love live such a little while I won't forget, but I won't be lonely I'll remember April Tony Beck and I'll remember April. Okay, let's go back to 1999 now and visit the home of one of Oldham's well-known businessmen for this next item, which starts with his playing of part of the Bach Toccata in D minor. Last time we visited my next guest on the programme, I seem to recall saying that it was rather unusual to, to hear uh, such an organ in, in the Oldham area. Uh, well, by a complete coincidence, talking to a lady who was in the audience at one of my concerts recently, I learned that the, the gentleman concerned had just installed a brand new Allen 319 digital organ. And a phone call later, well, I'm delighted to be talking once more to Alan Miller. Alan, welcome back to the programme. Hello, Ian. Many home organists are happy to settle for a tried and tested regular popular Japanese state-of-the-art electronic keyboard of whatever type. What's the particular attraction for you as a, as a home enthusiast about this comparatively lavish Allen organ? Well, as you know, Ian, uh, I've uh, favoured uh, theatre organs for a long, long time now. Uh, particularly in the theatre and the cinema. Uh, but uh, as you were here last time, some 12 years ago, recording the Allen 4600, uh, there is nothing really that uh, beats the Allen organ for authenticity of a theatre organ. And therefore, when I was changing this one, the 4600, uh, there was no hesitation again in going to Allen and saying, what's the up-to-date model? I had the opportunity of um, playing one in the Lancashire area and I was so amazed with the authenticity that uh, subject to my wife's agreement I then decided to purchase. <laughs> um, Alan this this type of instrument clearly attracts interest from a, a much wider audience it's not every brand that gets the, the personal wants over from one of the top men of the company nor for that matter a visit from the uh, organist at audience Leicester Square. Um, do you plan to use this instrument um, for concerts in the public domain, Alan, or are you going to keep this as a, a private jewel in the crown, as we said before we, we started to talk? Um, I think really that I would prefer for my enjoyment only, but I am quite prepared uh, to, uh, to share the instrument uh, with anyone who is uh, 
interested particularly in theatre organs, albeit that it sounds very well on a classical basis as well. Uh, but uh, if anyone wants to contact me, then I'm sure they can contact through the programme. Can we be really ultra intrusive here, and, and Alan, and ask about the, um, the little numbers after the pound sign of this particular installation? It's not the cheapest one in the world, um, but as I said earlier, uh, value for money, um, it was the only one for me. <laughs> last 19 years I've been the sales manager for the Allen Organ Company for the whole of the UK. It involves mainly classical instruments but occasionally the pleasure of doing a specialist installation with a theatre organ like we have for Alan Miller here in Chatterton. I always saw uh, playing on the concert circuit as a bonus. I didn't, never wanted to do it full time. In fact I do no more than about uh, five concerts a year now deliberately yes. through yes. choice and uh, it's something that uh, will continue to give me a great deal of pleasure if I can be selective. The Allen Organ Company job is all-consuming and therefore there is 
no time to go around as I used to before when I was teaching. It strikes me, David, that um, the Allen instruments enjoy a niche position in the organ world. When a new client such as Alan here comes along, what sort of extraordinary service can, can they expect from your company? Well, it's uh, the sort of personal service that we've, we've got where we visit and discuss the installation beforehand. The instrument is built individually for the customer concerned and voiced and tonally finished to the room just like a pipe organ would be. So there's the attention to detail that is um, v very different from just being able to bring the organ into a room and plug it in and uh, have it uh, unadjustable. George Wright is an immortal name, forever obviously linked with the theatre organ world. When he put his name to the Allen Instrument, the Renaissance series here, it must have been uh, an immense boost for, for the company. Do you think he would have been satisfied and pleased with, with the end product, such as we're about to hear? He would have been very pleased. He was uh, happy to be associated with the Allen Organ Company and made his studio organ available for many days for the total sampling of every pipe in it.
Alan Miller and David Shepard there finishing with a beautiful arrangement by Lynn Larson for the Alan Digital Organ of More Than You Know. And more than 15 years later, my late parents purchased an apartment in a retirement complex built by Alan Miller's Renaissance Living Company. Funny how things work out, isn't it? Stay with me after the break. Featuring all its best from the King of Instruments on Community Keyboards. And welcome back to Community Keyboards. When I chatted to organist Steve Liddell in the mid-1990s, he was recovering from a serious illness, but nonetheless was appearing at one of the major organ festivals in the North West. Here he is at the Technics GA3, What a Difference a Day Makes.
it's a great pleasure to welcome back the, the very, very popular organist, Steve Liddell. Welcome back to the programme, Steve. Thank you very much. The last few years, I think it's fair to say, have been a little bit difficult for you health-wise, haven't they? How, how does that affect the life of a musician who's been well used to dashing around the country, lifting organs, putting them into buildings, doing a two-hour concert, packing the thing up and going home? It must have been a bit of a shock to the system. I um, find that I now have to sort of just take it easy. I, I realise what I can do, what I can't do. And I just have to uh, live a different sort of life. Um, I, I even drive slower now. Uh, I've just sort of switched down a couple of pegs and I don't rush anywhere, I amble. Some people say that I, you know, I'm almost stopped. There we are. <laughs> As you can hear, I speak rather slowly as well, you see. It's, it's all part and parcel of it. Uh, the, the, the brain goes down a, a, a few ticks, but uh, fortunately, it doesn't affect once you, once you start playing. Um, now, that's interesting. When you are actually on stage, ah, then the things kick into gear. So yes, it does. The only problem I have uh, is the fact that uh, um, for those people... Uh, your listeners that uh, have uh, ever been to one of my concerts, they will realise that um, uh, before very long I have to keep on taking this medicine stuff that I, I have to drink. And, uh, um, you know, apart from all the tablets that, uh, you know, are prescribed for me on a sort of regular basis, I have to have this uh, sort of um, stuff that I'm sure they think it's alcoholic, but I, it isn't really, you know. <laughs> You don't believe Who's me. kidding who? Here? You don't believe me, do you? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I'm resting my case on that one. I, th I would think you just simply get the, the vote of public sympathy when you take a, a large glass of whatever on stage. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about this, this what appears to be a switchover to, um, to, a, to a different brand. We, we, we've heard fairly recently a, a few tracks from, from a, a CD you recorded on, on Technics organ. Mm. Um, has, has that been um, a difficult thing? Because, of course, for many years you, you, you used Yamaha in your, your concerts, didn't you, Steve? Oh, I've, I've been around, you know. I, hmm. I, um, uh, I've been known to play Thomas, uh, Lowry, um, Hammond, of course, which uh, for years I played Hammond. In fact, I was known um, much more for my Hammond playing than any other organ that I think I've ever had any dealings with. Um, but today it's a commercial thing, uh, you know, providing the instrument, and let's face it, there aren't any bad instruments today, they're all good, um, and so it really depends on uh, going to the highest bidder. Mm. It's really down to, to pounds and pence. Has this industry become so... I'm afraid it has. Thrust. I'm afraid it has. Um, I mean, uh, manufacturers are desperate to sell their wares, uh, in conjunction, obviously, with their dealerships. But, uh, you know, if, if they can get uh, people like myself known in the business to, to actually visibly be seen to uh, be using their instruments, it's, it's rather like the old cars, you know, the racing cars and stuff. Um, it's sponsorship all the way through, but... You know, I mean, uh, I, I, I'm given the instruments. I, I can't remember the last time I actually 
purchased an instrument. But there again, I think myself, well, I've worked all these years through in the music uh, industry, in the music business. You know, that's one of the little perks, perhaps, that is due to me. Admission, Steve, involved in the industry for, for many a year now. What do you make of all these young people? I, I'm not 
particularly old. Some, some may disagree with that statement. But all the years I've been coming along to the different keyboard festivals, there seems to be more and more younger players um, on the scene. Does, does that worry you? Do you have to try and keep up with their new ideas or, or are the crowds just pleased to see Steve Liddell sit down at an organ and do what he does best? No, it don't bother me one, uh, one iota. Uh, I do question, and you know, I've been quoted many times uh, on this particular subject, it, it is a bit of a, a, a thing with me, to be a concert player should be a concert player. Uh, he should have, he or she, uh, should have done their homework. They should have come up um, from nothing to uh, perhaps working in pubs, clubs, working men's clubs doing a little bit of accompanying on cabaret they should be capable of doing all of that and then concentrate on doing their own act put that together as something special and unfortunately when I look I mean I don't listen to everybody so I can't I can't quote everybody but the ones that I've heard you know it seems to me that this circuit that was let's face it once upon a time uh, completely a professional circuit everybody on it was a true pro now there's amateurs that shouldn't be put for whatever reason onto uh, a, uh, a stage with, with the acclamations of, of being a star I mean they're not um, you know I, I look at a very large percentage of them all playing the same instruments and all playing the same tunes and all sounding exactly the same. Shut your eyes and you couldn't tell the difference between one or the other. That to me is not being a star, that to me is not being a soloist uh, or a concert player. I, I defy you to, to find anybody that is a true soloist or concert player that you can't hear three bars of music from and be able to detect exactly who that is playing right from the start and you can't do that with these these uh, a lot of these people that are on this circuit today and that to me is a shame i always knew that as soon as i put the microphone in front of uh, my guests this month we'd hear some candid words and steve as ever many thanks indeed for your time today i know you have a hectic schedule to to work through this week at blackpool and uh, the best of success with the future and of course let's hope that the health increases and improves onwards as well Steve Liddell thank you that's very kind of you and uh, thanks for listening
Let's Get Away From It All, and before that, What Is My Favourite Arrangement of Stranger on the Shore, all performed by Steve Liddell on Technics GA3. And it's great to hear that Steve is hale and hearty and still playing in concerts around the UK and beyond. Back after the break. From the nostalgic sounds of the theatre organ to the latest digital home keyboards, it's right here on Community Keyboards with Ian Wollstonehome.
Welcome back to Community Keyboards with Ian Wollstenholme. You heard there John Marsh, and as I mentioned on the last edition, a chance to hear a bells and whistles performance of St George's Day, played on the Hill Norman and Beard organ in Norwich Cathedral. In September 2002, the Tower Ballroom in Blackpool chose to install a brand new Verzi Louvre digital organ to share the stage alongside its world-famous Wurlitzer organ. The inaugural concert was played to a capacity ballroom by German superstar organist Claudia Hirschfeld. Now every year the German Pop Music Foundation confers the German Rock and Pop Award in more than 100 different music categories. Initially, the first step is when the foundation gets proposals in every category and nominates the best three. Then a jury determines the ranking order and Claudia was awarded the first prize as Best Instrumental Soloist in 2019. I can't believe it's taking so long uh, as when we met at the Tower Ballroom she was riding high then. Here's her own composition, Together.
talk about Claudio the concert artist because I'm intrigued by this um, almost um, international superstar life that you <laughs> must lead. Is it really as glamorous as it all seems, jetting from uh, he- here, there and everywhere all over the world? Yes, too. I have to admit, at the moment it is like this. <laughs> I can't imagine Blackpool being remotely glamorous. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, I am on tour with a German colleague called Adi Zehnfennig and we have 17 concerts in whole continental Europe. This is Switzerland, Austria, Belgium, Holland and of course Germany and on Thursday we are even here in Chlai near Wrexham. We are on tour so what I said and uh, this is a very hard time to be honest although we we are sharing the time. I play one hour and he's playing one hour but driving the whole day to get to the next venue and to change the hotels and uh, speaking to people. I like to, uh, to be among people but sometimes it's a little bit hard to ask always the same questions and so you uh, still have to, uh, to smile all, all the time this is uh, very important then uh, but I also have a little boy at home I married and have a little boy who will be six years in June and uh, for me the family life is very important too and uh, I hope after this tour I will have the time to to spend uh, with my family again and this is very important that, that must be very difficult to yes. be so far away from, yeah, right. from your little boy in the moment I, I, my little boy is with my parents-in-law in Vienna my husband really? is in Germany and I am here in in England <laughs> I, I was just going to ask is Andreas good at uh, looking after the uh, the little one while you're out of the country? I think he will have lost weight when I return <laughs> <laughs> in this country, mm-hmm. the people who listen to electronic organs, whether it's uh, live or recorded music, are very, very critical. Mm-hmm. Our concert artists tell me quite regularly that people are, make more and more demands of them as a musician. Mm-hmm. Would that be the same case with yourself travelling in your own country, Claudia? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think uh, with all the development the the technique has done in the last decades, uh, uh, for instance, the MIDI files, you have heard about this. Uh, So the the audience is very uh, much spoiled. They always want to hear music in the original uh, way. You, You maybe uh, I think you you always you also have uh, the German singer DJ Ötzi here and uh, if I play the music of him for instance people want to hear it in the same sound and if the same boom boom has to come then and uh, and if it doesn't come they are disappointed so they are very critic and uh, they always want to to have the best and I I make really uh, big uh, efforts to uh, to to do the best, and I play with both hands and both feet. And sometimes I have the feeling, although I I do this and I sweat and give all I can, people are only clapping like this and. Uh, not very enthusiastic. This is different here in England, I think. In Germany, this is even more difficult. I've often asked our uh, female organists in Britain, 
what is it like to be a female organist um, amongst a primarily male-dominated musical genre. Um, what is it like for you as a young lady on the concert stage to, to try and compete with your male colleagues in the organ world? I always think as a woman you always have to be twice as good as a man. Fortunately this is not very difficult. Oh. <laughs> Claudia, it's been great to oh, talk to you. Thank, thank you, you so much. Ian. I know you have a hectic Excuse my, uh, my, oh, I apologize for my, my bad English. Your English is far better <laughs> no. than my Welsh in certainly the pronunciation of Clyde. So many thanks to Claudia. Thank you Ian once more. Bye bye.
Moliendo Café, Claudia Hirschfeld on Verzi Louvre. Well, that's just about it for this edition of the programme. If you want to listen again at your convenience, then do go to the oldhamcommunityradio.com player. If you uh, want to get in touch, uh, the best way is an email to communitykeyboards at gmail.com or via Royal Mail to P.O. Box 997 Oldham OL19EB. That will find us that way or check out our Facebook page. Just search Community Keyboards. And of course, all the information is on our own programme website at communitykeyboards.com. Well, as promised to players out this time, here's Declan Poole with his specially recorded arrangement of This Could Be the Start of Something Big on the Astoria Compton. For now, this is Ian Wilson-Holmes saying thanks very much for listening. Take care, all the best, and bye-bye. <laughs>